Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about the one-eyed mask getting nerfed. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. I'm probably live right now, so come on in. Go to saynotorage.com. It'll bring you to my Twitch channel. If you're watching on YouTube, hitting like and subscribe helps me out. I already did a video on the recluse getting nerfed. It's already live on the YouTube channel. Uh, and then this is obviously going to hit the very, very next day. I want to split these up because I think they're actually deserving of different points and talks because one-eyed mask we've waited even longer uh than recluse for changes to one-eyed mask and a lot of people don't think they're going far enough they don't actually think what's happening to one-eyed mask is is sufficient uh i'm gonna kind of argue for both sides i think they're more than likely not going to go further than this just because i think what they're doing is going to satisfy most people but i do think there's a lot of points that need to be made about one-eyed mask that wouldn't have been needed to be made necessarily when talking about the recluse so First, I'm going to read you the image and tell you what they're actually doing. So that way we have the actual words from Bungie themselves about this particular topic. Second, I'm going to say, what about wall hacks? Like everybody's like, what about wall hacks? That's the big question a lot of people are asking. Why is that going unaddressed? And then lastly, I want to talk about unforeseen consequences, uh, unforeseen consequences of exotics in general, as well as having exotics that you sort of try to change things on might might actually push us in a different direction. So let's just start with what are they doing? Okay. So these are the actual notes from Bungie in their blog. They are changing the effects of vengeance. It's removing the overshield granted from defeating an opponent that afflicted damage on you. In a previous sandbox update, One-Eyed Mask received some tuning in how vengeance was applied to Titans. Next season, this perk will continue to provide health regeneration when defeating an opponent that has inflicted damage upon your guardian, but it will no longer grant an overshield. Okay. So what you're actually doing is they're giving you healing, but they're not going to be giving you the immediate overshield. And that, and a lot of people, I think, are going to be okay with this, but uh, I think others are, are, are hoping for more. I, they're really, I think, setting their sights on aggression, and that's why they don't really explain their philosophy here, but I think they're setting their sights on aggression. The idea that you could just keep pushing forward and just shove into you know somebody that's, that's, that's there around the corner or whatever. When I would run into the guys with Recluse on, they would have, obviously, Master of Arms proct and the Overshield. They seemed unkillable, and that aggressive play style was pretty much everywhere in the Crucible pro- Prior to Shadowkeep, especially uh, because there was a little less range gameplay. There's a little bit more range gameplay going on now, but still, a recluse with it with a one-eyed mask overshield was really, really strong, and they were kind of taking their aim at uh, at the aggression. So keep in mind, they're getting rid of the overshield, and they're making the recluse not quite as strong, specifically on console. I still think recluse will be a strong weapon on PC because of mouse and keyboard and precision aim. But it is going to, I think, slow down that aggressive Titan combo, especially on console, running around with One-Eyed Mask, as well as a recluse with Master of Arms. This is probably, I think, going to satisfy most of the community, and more than likely, that might be why this is all they do. And I know that's disappointing and frustrating for people, so I'm going to make my best case and try to defend the people that want more to be done. Because I do think, I think the lion's share of the community is going to be like, that's great. I got sick of getting killed by Titan with an overshield 
And I think now it's going to be harder for the average player to deduce that they're being killed because of one-eyed mask. I think higher level players are more in tune with the flow of the game, and that's why I want to talk about wall hack second here. Folks who play at a higher level have really zeroed in on the the wall hacking ability being too strong and being too influential. That is why I said I think the lion's share of the community doesn't play at a level where they're really in tune to the fact that, oh, I lost that fight because of wall hacks. More than likely they're attributing it to the overshield because the guy comes flying around the corner and you can see the overshield's active and he melts you with his his you know his recluse so i think a lot of the you know average players players like myself this is why i never really zeroed in on wall hacks i don't play at that level i'm not going into the competitive environments i'm not playing in in tournaments and scrimmages and things like that that a lot of these guys play at eight seconds does seem a bit absurd when compared to other wall hack exotics i think that's the best argument we can make is that any other exotic that grants some level of wall hacks is nowhere nearly as good as one-eyed mask uh the sanguine alchemy or whatever it's called the 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 warlock one you have to stay in the rift and rifts are pretty hard to stay in even if you put the healing rift on generally speaking people are going to avoid fighting you if it's a healing rift or they're going to throw a grenade on it to get you off of it or they're going to try to just you know go somewhere else because they know your rift only lasts for so long you're kind of like stuck you're, you're like stuck in a, in a position. Yeah, One-Eyed Mask is probably not even allowed in scrims in the tournaments that these guys have run, and that's one of the reasons why. So, if you compare it to, you know, Foe Tracer. Foe Tracer is what, like two or three seconds? And that's basically all you get from Foe Tracer? Like, One-Eyed Mask is giving you multiple things. Up to now, it gave you the overshield and the wall hacks and the damage buff against the enemy that shot you. Even now, you're getting healing. You're still getting the damage buff against the enemy that shot you, and you know exactly where they are for eight seconds. It seems pretty absurd when you think about it. And again, if you're playing at those high-level engagements and you know this player is really, really good, then you basically are are knowing that, oh, they're going to push me. They're going to come flying around the corner and they're going to shot me you know, they're going to one-shot me, I mean. And and I think that's one of the reasons people are really, really looking at wall hacks in general because they play at the harder, uh, at the higher levels, I'm sorry. It mainly seems like a problem in that higher-level play currently. And the reason I say currently, I think wall hacks will potentially become a greater problem next season because they're lowering the overshield. And you might be like, what? Why would that have an effect on it? Why, why would that... Anytime you swing a pendulum, usually wherever wherever it's leaving becomes less of a focus. So having an overshield will become less of a focus of the players, and they might start really relying on wall hacks more than they did in the past. And that's why I want to now talk about, at the end of the video here, unforeseen consequences. Getting rid of the overshield may actually lower aggression. We have to say that. It may lower aggression. People may be less likely to push around that corner, even though they know you're there, because they don't have that overshield they're really really hurt and you know they're they're they don't they don't well actually if they haven't killed you yet they don't have any healing they don't have an overshield they may be less aggressive the mindset of the player may actually change to a less aggressive mindset just because in the rhythm of those fights they're not getting those overshields and since they're not getting overshields it's going to slow down their gameplay and potentially lower aggression it also though i i think it could make folks lean more on wall hacks since that's going to become one of the main 
one of the main purposes and benefits of it now so the concern I would have here is is that more casual players that were less in tune with how good wall hacks are are going to use them more often now and lean on it as a way to proc the healing and to and to keep their momentum going because now they're not getting that overshield and since they're not getting that overshield they're going to want to leverage what the helmet does best which if the helmet is granting you wall hacks and you're and you're kind of not you're not used to even looking at that or using it as much you might start using it more cuz again this is what happens when you swing the pendulum people are like well I'm not getting an overshield well what do I really why why would I even use this and somebody might say oh well all the top level guys are complaining about wall hacks have you really tried to utilize wall hacks that much and it might change the way that they play and then slowly but surely people in the more casual playlist and the more public playlist are going to start complaining like dude I'm getting pushed by people with one-eyed mask all the time so unfortunately I, I, I think it's good to see the change I don't think they, they did it fast enough I, I don't think they're doing enough I think wall hacks needs to be looked at it's a one size fits all exotic if you really think about it you get shot that's all you have to do is get shot which you're gonna get shot in crucible and you can see where the enemy is you get a damage buff against them and if you kill them you get health regen um and before you got an overshield like I still don't know how this thing got out of testing but it did so it's good to see a change I think it's a little too little too late it's taken way too long for it to happen it seems like they're not doing enough and lastly I really don't think folks are going to want to wait another season here are they going to want to wait another entire season of Dawn dealing with One-Eyed Mask in the Crucible, especially if Recluse is still really, really strong with mouse and keyboard? That may need tweaked. That may need adjusted. They may need to increase recoil on PC of the Recluse. I don't know. I'm not making that suggestion. I'm not saying, oh, I want them to hurt Recluse even more. What I'm saying is, is if it takes this long to address some of these problems, the the risk would be that people get really, really frustrated in Crucible and then have to wait another entire season for these changes. I think we need to have monthly changes if possible, or at the very least, at least tell us monthly, here are items we are still collecting data on. We know these items are problematic and troublesome. We're still collecting data on One-Eyed Mask. We're still monitoring One-Eyed Mask and Recluse and their role in the Crucible. Uh, we're not just ignoring them, so then people don't feel like this hopeless sense of, well, we gotta go an entire another season, another three months of dealing with you know one-eyed mask and recluse especially people on pc so i would hope that bungie could start to maybe again engage us a little bit more often talk about these things a little bit more often or maybe do more updates because it does seem like it does seem like they're a little bit too infrequent so we're gonna go to q a here in just a little bit if you're listening to this on itunes and google play or spotify you can always catch me live probably live right now at say no to rage.com as always please like share and subscribe Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my talk about one-eyed mask getting nerfed. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now uh, at saynotorage.com. I'm usually live when these hit the feeds. If I'm not live, you can always follow the Twitch channel. I'm going to make these question and answer sessions a little bit shorter. I'm double stacking my video production so I can have videos hitting feeds and podcasts while I'm out of town for Thanksgiving. So these Q&As are going to be pretty much right chopped at 30 minutes, okay? So we're going to jump into the first question from Kinigmatic Echo. 
removing the overshield also removes any real reason to use it in pve keeping the overshield for pve doesn't make it overpowered or make content trivial uh do you think exotics like one-eyed mask should be balanced differently for pve and pvp to keep them viable in both this is obviously the future that we all want i don't see them being able to do this i don't see them saying that an exotic armor piece is going to behave i mean in the in a literal sense completely differently in pve than in pvp listen i have people giving me grief in chat and in my youtube comments like i can't believe you use p uh, one-eyed mask in pve these are people that clearly don't play hard end game content where they're under delta or raids with contest modifier on because believe me you go into a raid day one with contest modifier on you are loving you are loving your one-eyed mask it is it is really really nice um so i would say i would say that this is something that we want this is obviously something that we want we want to be able to go into pve and be like my awesome gear is untouched because of no other game modes like what happened with gambit and sleeper would be another example sleeper gets hurt and hit because of gambit and then you know we're this has been happening for five years so I would love for them to be able to do this. I don't foresee a future anytime soon of Bungie going in and saying, this exotic piece of armor behaves totally differently in PvE versus PvP. They don't really have the ability to do that. Josh Hamrick, I believe, said that before he left Bungie. He said they don't they don't really have the ability to tweak stuff like that. What they can do, though, is they can say, shotguns are going to do more damage in PvE. And what they actually do to achieve that is they make the enemies take more damage from shotguns they don't actually do anything to the shotgun so whenever the wardcliff coil was absolutely decimating uh the lanterns they didn't nerf wardcliff coil they went into the lanterns environment in leviathan and they said lanterns take less damage uh instead of more take less damage from wardcliff coil so that's basically what they do so there's there's not this way for them to go in and turn some pve pvp knob on a piece of gear now one of the things i would love for them to do is go into a piece of gear and have two skill trees again i don't know if in the engine this is possible but what you could do is one-eyed mask could have a uh, an actual like skill tree that is like right down here honestly you could do it armor perks you could do vengeance and it would be like blue and then you'd have vengeance uh in red and they would each have their like different rules for crucible uh and 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 pve environments and i think that would be a great way of saying you know we're going to make tweaks to an individual items uh you know we're going to make individual tweaks to it to, to a given item depending on the game mode that you're in. Now, I don't know. My, my Titan looks terrible right now because I maximized his light. Holy frick, he's hideous. Um, I don't know if they have the ability to do that because Hamrick seemed to make it sound like we can't tweak individual uh, like damage and things like that in PvE versus PvP. He's like, we don't have the ability to do that. But do you have the ability to say one skill tree is active in another environment and not in another environment? Like, think about it like this. Uh, they do that with the Gambit armor, don't they? Don't they do that with Gambit armor? So if you go into collections and you go to armor and you go to... Is that... Is it is is, is in Gambit. Okay, you go in here, all right? There are ways for you to increase 
these perks that you get from Gambit, and they're only active in Gambit, right? Isn't I mean that's a thing that exists right now. You you don't have the ability. A full Gambit set isn't gonna. Doesn't one of the guys get like increased damage to yellow bars or something? Isn't the doesn't the Reaper get that? Uh, the higher up he goes or something, I would think they could do something similar. Those perks are not active unless you're in Gambit. I don't see why they can't do that with exotics. Like, going forward, exotics are going to have basically one perk listed for PvP and one perk listed for PvE, and then we can make tweaks accordingly. Because generally speaking, it's, it's not... It doesn't, it's not the stats, like, it's not like, it's not the stats on the armor, it's the actual perk itself. I don't know if they're going to waste time doing that, to be fair. Now, the Gambit armor may have been their first foray into a couple of things. Set bonuses, and perks and abilities that only are active in one particular side of the game. That could have been their first sort of let's experiment and see if this is even possible so in the future they could say from here on out like what if destiny 3 lands and they're like yeah all of the exotics now drop with with basically two versions of their perks and their abilities ones for pvp ones for pve um assassin's cal already has separate rules for pve and pvp how do they do it though does it list it on the actual item itself Again, they could be they could be experimenting. It says here, defeating a guardian with a melee attack or a combatant with a finisher grants invisibility and restores a portion of health and shields. I'm not really sure how they're splitting that. It sounds to me um are they giving you a different amount? Are they giving you It says here, guardian with a melee Oh, or a combatant with a finisher. I get it. I get it. Because you can't do finishers in PvP. Yeah, it seems like they're basically saying... Now, can I get this to proc if I get a melee kill on a combatant? Or can I? do I have to use a finisher to get Vanishing Execution to proc? Do I... In, in PvE, you can't... I know you can't do finishers in PvP. People are saying no. Okay. Well, that's unique because that's tied to finishers and finishers only work in the Crucible. I'm sorry, don't work in the Crucible. It's interesting that it doesn't proc off of a melee. If it doesn't proc off of a melee, then I kind of feel like Bungie could say, you know, getting a kill, uh, getting, getting a vengeance kill in PvE still gives you an overshield in PvE. It seems like I can split it there. They might be able to split it on the on the one-eyed mask as well. Okay, Shy says, talking about wall hacks, Hunters uh, had True Sight, which requires crouching and a precision kill, and True Sight got nerfed. Why do they not nerf one-eyed mask? It just requires to get a shot. Well, here's what I think happens with, with, with these situations, okay? I think Bungie gives us too much. They give us too much, and then perception is everything. If they were to basically take everything from One-Eyed Mask and, like, nerf it. So if they addressed the Overshield and they addressed the, uh, the, the wall hacks, if they did both, uh, I would say that they're nervous about doing that because it's going to give people the impression that the item has been completely decimated. Uh, so... 
in 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 that realm i think in that realm they're trying to avoid that that people don't want to feel like oh man bungie's at it again they're just destroying our gear they're just destroying our 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 exotics they're trying to avoid that why well one-eyed mask is probably pretty popular <laughs> people probably really like it you know i think Zur is sold it at least once maybe i don't know if he sold it or not uh and people are using it people like it and to suddenly decimate it even if even if you could argue that the changes are fair like oh we took away overshield and we shortened the tracking to three seconds to put it in line with other tracking perks then you know people even if it's an argument that it's that is totally fair and reasonable the perception of the community could land on and say bullcrap you destroyed it i'm sick of this and bungie might be trying to avoid that i think sometimes and, and this is sometimes not all the time I think sometimes Bungie likes to leave stuff in the game that's really, really strong because it it causes frustration, but it doesn't cause de-engagement. People aren't playing less because there's really strong stuff in the game. People will potentially play less if you completely destroy the thing they love the most. And so I think sometimes they're, that, that's why they're hesitant to make these nerfs because let's say they do this thing to Recluse next season. And when they do that, they also have patch notes that come out that are like, but don't worry, we've got other things coming, we got new exotics, we got some updates coming to some of the other archetypes, or, you know, there's other powerful things coming. If they're just constantly going in and tweaking and, and nerfing things that become really, really powerful, I think you can start to push people away from the game, and I don't think, this is like the era of the Matador and the era of the Party Crasher in Destiny 1's Crucible. It took Bungie a long time to address shotguns and special ammo's presence in the Crucible. It took them a long time to address it. And I think because it generally kind of keeps people playing. Like, I can boot up, I can kind of run around with a shotgun and get some kills. I can boot up on a Friday night, put on my my dad rifle and my one-eyed mask. I'm a dad, I use pulse rifles, I'm not using that as a pejorative like all the Crucible sweatheads do. You know, and I, I get some kills and I like it, right? You boot up and suddenly figure out that they've nerfed your build. They've nerfed your exotic. You might play less, you know? Um, I, I'm not saying that, that they should keep broken things in the game. I'm saying I think, I think sometimes that's Bungie's logic is power and strong stuff is kind of what keeps people playing. And neutering everything and and putting and nerfing everything you know has depreciating returns people play less um i had a new sub come in uh ts chab 20 with a brand new prime sub enjoy your dope badge and emotes enjoy ad free viewing on my channel when you sub to my twitch channel you'll never see an ad when you're here and joe's rocked them uh thank you for five months of subs almost half a year um so I think sometimes they like leaving the strong stuff because it keeps people playing. It's a low entry floor, you know? Lono, do you think... This is from H. Mongolite. Do you think Bungie should update the underused exotics to create more diverse builds and loadouts? The number of useful exotics is very low. We've talked about this, I think, almost every time the subject comes up because people are like, well, just buff just buff everything else. Leave One-Eyed Mask alone. Leave, re- re- leave Recluse alone. You know, leave these items alone. Just buff everything else. I don't think the answer is always that simple. It, it's not like exotics just exist on a spectrum of, of crap and One-Eyed Mask is like a 10. You know, crap to 10. They don't exist on a spectrum. You can't just like slide an exotic down the spectrum and be like, well, now it's 
it's like as good as the one-eyed mask it's not that simple but i agree with what you're saying it 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 doesn't necessarily apply in this in this particular scenario to say oh leave one-eyed mask alone why not buff other exotics so people start start to diversify their loadouts one-eyed mask causes a disruption in the balance of play and is and is too strong and has too many trick you know tricks in its bag and so but that doesn't necessarily mean it's as easy as just going into other exotics and making them stronger other exotics do need help there's tons of underutilized exotics there's exotics that do almost nothing and then one-eyed mask is to do like three things so i definitely think other exotics need need some help uh people are missing a very important thing with one-eyed mask and the recluse Bungie has tried to nerf one-eyed mask they've nerfed it twice in the past they would have absolutely destroyed these pieces of gear uh, and they'd be unusable instead they're being tweaking slightly to get to a balancing point I'd rather have that than the old nerf and destroy philosophy I think what Eugene is saying is another way of saying what I was saying they don't want to keep destroying stuff that becomes popular because more than likely they saw that having a negative effect on the amount of people playing the game the player base numbers have been very very healthy lately and if Bungie runs a report and says man look at all the people that are playing look at how good everything's been going and then all of a sudden they they nerf you know more some of the more popular builds some of the more popular things that everybody likes running i'm trying to pull up the the, the player base numbers now so we can just kind of look at them because i don't think they want to say oh man in the name of balance let's demotivate people from playing so th- the numbers have just been un- unbelievably strong okay keep this in mind october is when shadow keep came out and shadow keep a new light came out what was it october the 8th wasn't it the 8th it wasn't the first right we're now well more than a month out the month the the the, the, the new content in the new season has been out for a while and yesterday 1.3 million people played pve 1.1 million played crucible like having over a million players in each side of the game every single day it was october the first is that when shadow keep came out um that's crazy to me that's crazy to me that we are like 30 40 40 something 48 days 47 days into the season and that many people are playing every day that's those are really strong numbers bungie does not want to upset that they don't want to upset the balance and the established order of people that are like, you know what? The game feels really good. I'm running around with recluse. I'm running around with one-eyed mask. I'm running around with shotguns. I'm sitting on lanes with a pulse rifle and one-eyed mask. Like, I something that this is a weird way to put it, but a lot of the times the thing that frustrates the top ten percent is likely something that has captured the bottom sixty percent. If that makes sense, Fortnite does a similar thing. The thing that ticks off the highly competitive, highly skilled players, the things that tick them off tend to be the things that help keep the bottom 60 to 70% in the game. Now, it's not that one-to-one, but there is a common theme here. Whenever you play games that have things in there that shrink the skill gap or make getting kills easier or empower more medium-skill players to get kills those things typically are the most complained about because the people that are the most loyal the most hardcore and play the most tend to be the most likely to make the videos and make the forum posts and talk on reddit and twitter so you can get this 
over-realized sense of how bad the Crucible is because the vocal minority who plays a lot and they deserve to be heard and sometimes things do need to be tweaked, a lot of the times they're putting their finger on something that is actually a huge selling point of the Crucible. And I'll always go back to something that Deej said about shotguns in Destiny 1. Deej said that shotguns were good at the time. He was kind of defending their presence because he said... Players like me are legion. They're everywhere. I'm paraphrasing. He didn't say this exactly. Players like me are legion. There's tons of players like me, and that empowers me to get some kills and to feel pretty good. And I don't think you can understate the value of that. The the couple hours a night, you know, couple hours a week, mom, dad, busy college student, somebody working two shifts, you know, they come home and they just want to kind of jump into Crucible and not think and not sweat. And a lot of this stuff empowers them to play that way. And you start taking aim at those things. Let's say you've never touched Recluse and you've never touched One-Eyed Mask, but you really like to sit on lanes with pulse rifles with your buddies and team shot. That's another thing that people complain about all the time. Why? Because it's really, really easy to do. And that's not a, that's not shade to the people that do it. I've done it. I have literally been in games with randoms and been like, we're losing. I'm going to slow this down. I start stop. I stop pushing through choke points and lanes. I start watching lanes and sitting back with a pulse rifle. Just one or two people start doing that with me and you can turn the tide of a game. A team gets too confident. They think they're going to win. They think they're going to run away with it. And they start feeding a passive play style. Now, that's frustrating because it's like, you're literally winning by doing less like you're playing less aggressive less passive it's not really reactive I mean it's reactive in a way and so a lot of people would complain about that and again you gotta remember the things that the top 10% typically complain about a lot of the times those are the very things that keep the bottom 50-60% to in the game cause they're low entry floor low skill required easily accessible sort of mechanics or kill or kill builds you know uh, Arjun says, in my opinion, the wall hacks part of One-Eyed Mask is the worst part. Why do you think they didn't touch it at all and just change Overshield, but nowhere near as bad as anything challenging? Right. I mean, we talked about this in the video. We also talked about it just recently in the Q&A session. I don't think they wanted to completely murder the ex- the, the exotic. They wanted to still feel exotic. Uh, they don't want people to feel like every time they touch something, they completely decimate it and break it. So they're making minor changes to recluse and minor changes to one-eyed mask they may need to make more in the future you know i i I don't know i don't know if they're going to revisit it again they've tried continually to tweak it down tweak it down um so please stop complaining about one-eyed mask being nerfed and that's the reason that for people to stop playing um what a dumb point of view pvp is generally unbalanced and you're telling me one-eyed mask nerf is going to stop people from playing i mean I know you, you followed me eight minutes ago and you're making a very you know thoughtful and very intellectual argument of saying something is a dumb point of view. Um, pot, meat, kettle, your argumentation's dumb. The point that I'm making is that perception in the community is generally driven by am I having fun? And sometimes in the history of the game, people have felt like I'm not having fun because what I used to like to use has been nerfed. I think it's more likely for people to disengage when their favorite item has been over-tweaked and over-tuned as opposed to being like, 
I can jump in Crucible and feel strong. Pulse Rifles feel good. One-Eyed Mask is strong. These are things that generally keep people playing. If you go into Crucible and you're like, all my favorite items, all my favorite things are now weaker, right? Then you're you're generally going to see people disengage, right? I, I think that's that's one of the things that causes people to disengage more than if they if they just kind of leave stuff strong. They left shotgun strong and absurd in Destiny 1 for like a really, really long time and people still played and they complained about shotguns while using shotguns because you kind of had to and they still played. Why? Because the lion's share of the community is just jumping into run and gun and have fun. They're not trying to sweat. And so those low accessibility builds, those, those low entry floor builds are popular for that reason. Leo Snipes. In regards to One-Eyed Mask and Recluse, do you think that would be possible for Bungie to potentially in the future separate? Yeah, we already answered this one. Separating and balancing between sides of the game. Uh, Silent Service says, this was the best thing to fix what they broke. Do you think this is the part of the reason why they will not do any more pinnacle weapons because it causes this backlash when they need to fix them? Right. This is the danger of the pendulum swing. Bungie's like, hey, here's something powerful. And a couple of months goes by and people are like, yeah, it's powerful. It's absurdly powerful. broken you gotta nerf it and then there's always two camps it's like what do you mean nerf it why you gotta take away our power and then there's people on the other side like well because it's too strong and then like there's just this back and forth always in the community that's why they moved away from pinnacle weapons because pinnacle weapons became an actual almost like flat tire issue it's like every time they came out with one it was like what the frick what this is way too strong and they did it again and they did it basically back to back it was to mountaintop and recluse it was like you back to back problematic pinnacle weapons um is is the reason why they're like we just can't keep doing this uh we can't keep doing this this is we're gonna and i before that even happened i was like pinnacle weapons need to go uh, because you're going to run out of room in the game's weapon pool. Eventually, you're going to have top-shelf god-tier weapons in every in every archetype, and then what are you going to offer me in the new content? What are you going to offer me in the new raid or whatever? Nico, Nico Sitto says, I'm happy for the changes even though I main bottom titan. A slightly off topic, what happens when you masterwork a 2.0 mark stats or nothing? I don't actually know what that does. When you masterwork a, uh, a, a mark... Does it add points to your build? Um, yeah, it adds. It looks like it adds two points to every stat. Because when I'm taking it off and on, I'm seeing my stats all jump up by two. So it does a plus two to every point. So it's 12 points. It's two, two on top of all six of these stats. It 100% does that. So that's free. Uh, that's free 12 points if you masterwork that up. That's one of the first pieces you should probably masterwork. Uh, for guys of Virgo says, do you think adding six second wall hack and reducing one eyed Mac to six seconds would help? I mean, I don't know what you mean by adding six second wall hack and reducing it. I think in general, being able to see people through the walls is, is problematics, uh, problematic. Um, Hello, your Apple podcast up to date. Last one I got is from Friday. Yeah, we didn't post any over the weekend, so you should have gotten one this morning. Uh, I, I just think anytime, anytime you you can see through walls it's going to be problematic um and the example that we would use in the past uh was was faux tracer you know uh you could you could basically see people through the walls and it added that advantage well a lot of times um 
Yeah, when I, when I look up SNTR presents on uh, Apple Podcasts right now, I'm seeing one Thursday and then Sunday. Loot based leveling has changed. Um, I think that's the most recent version or something. I, I I feel like I always have to babysit this. I don't know why it's not working properly. Um, so yeah, I think lowering it to match other all other wall hacks in the game would be ideal. A fluffy rhino. If they got rid of wall hacks on one-eyed mask, wouldn't it just become a worse mask of the quiet one? You think a heavy reduction to two to three seconds to walls would be a decent nerf? Yeah, I just I literally just got done saying this. People are zeroing in on this, so I'm gonna I'm gonna skip over a lot of these questions because we're all saying the same thing. About three seconds would probably be fine. Silence says, does this nerf? Pull Titans back into a more equal footing on the exotic level, or is there still a class exotic too strong across the three characters? I don't play enough PvP, so I don't have an answer to this. And in PvE, no, not really. There's no standout exotics right now uh, in in PvE. Ginger 300. These nerfs were a long time coming, and I totally get why they're happening. Do you think Bungie should use the seasonal artifact to test the waters of potentially powerful perks and then they could graduate and become permanent. They talked about this in one of their interviews at Gamescom. They basically said, you know, this is a great way for us to test some stuff out. If it's a little too powerful, no worries. We don't have to mess with anything. It's it's gone next season. If we like it, if we like its presence in the game, they did say they could see upgrading things to being around all the time. Uh, And then saying, hey, we're going to take... Like, Oppressive Darkness, if we're honest, I I don't think Oppressive Darkness is going to come back. I don't think Oppressive Darkness is going to make a return. It seems maybe a little too strong. Uh, It's, I don't know. There's also, um, there's also some others, too. There's the, the, the coil one or whatever that people are using in Crucible. I don't, I don't use it. But apparently, it's just it's just really a thunder coil. Grants bonus damage for all arc melee abilities and refunds super energy on finisher final blows. So the finisher part doesn't help you out, but arc melee abilities are just so strong. People are just running around, you know, one punching everything. Um, so thunder coil is definitely going away, probably never to return. Oppressive darkness is probably also going away, um, and I don't, you know, I don't know what they'll replace it with. I think some of these could get graduated and pushed up. I maybe breach refractor because it pairs so well with the barrier rounds. And if you want to run, I, I think the barrier overload and unstoppable stuff is going to come back because it's part and parcel to nightmare hunts and nightfalls. Now those modifiers, I don't think are going anywhere. So you know, breach refractor could make a return. I really like it. This could become a standard mod. Uh, it's great, you know, getting that extra grenade energy. You could do the same thing with ballistic combo, uh, you know, giving yourself melee energy off of those shield, you know, piercing it. If you like to have uh, a melee, a melee driven build, I would think they would want to do a couple of things with the next artifact. Number one, they need to standardize the artifact mods that allow you to do barrier, uh, unstoppable, and overload. Those need to be applicable to maybe all weapon types that are primaries, and then also let us put them on exotics so people could run things like the the Huckleberry and use, you know, anti-barrier or something like that. So I think that needs to happen. Uh, number two, the reload ones, I'm not really sure you know, if that's going to happen every season, it's going to be kind of weird. You're going to run out of things that you can give enhanced reload to. They obviously swung for pretty popular weapon types. They went for, you know, hand cannon. Uh, they went for SMGs. So they went for two of the more popular archetypes of guns right now. They're like, yeah, you can get enhanced reload on those on those guns. So 
I don't know if they're going to mess with the reloads per se, but I could definitely see them saying, all right, listen, we're going to tone back a couple of these. We're going to remove some of these and maybe just graduate some of these other ones in general. I mean, one of the nice things about enhanced reloads is not that they're present. You can get enhanced reloads right now. It's that they only cost, what is it? It's a point, right? I mean, normally enhanced enhanced reloaders uh, cost quite a bit more. I don't even know if I've unlocked any of the enhanced ones. I don't play much Iron Banner, uh, so I don't think I've unlocked any of them. Don't they cost like, what do they cost, like four, three or four or something? And they cost one. You know, enhanced hand cannon, SMG, and auto rifle. They all cost you know, one energy on the on the armor. I would expect them um, to number one, not make a return obviously, and then for the, the enhanced ones. And then the generic, there's generic mods on the way as well. I don't think Bungie's quite figured out in 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 total. They cost six. Woo! Check your mods under flare. I didn't realize that they cost six. That seems like crazy, 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 crazy. Uh, well, rocket launcher costs six. Um, enhanced shotgun cost five. Well, it seems like they don't even have uh, hand cannon bow, fusion rifle, SMG, and auto rifle. They're not even in the game right now. They're just showing in collections as artifact mods. Oh no, it's here. I'm sorry. Enhanced hand cannon loader is five. So no, it's not six. The rocket's six. So that's really going to change people's builds. I mean, quite a bit, right? I mean, you're going to be going in and half, half your weapons maximum energy is 10. Half your, half your, you know, gauntlets energy is going to be used on enhanced hand cannon loader. I think that's really going to spoil people. But as far as perks, uh, and modifiers getting graduated, I don't, I don't see them doing that too much because, I could see a lot of them being problematic and some of them needing to be retired. So that's 30 minutes. We're going to do another Q&A session. So if you're here live, don't go anywhere. But I'm trying to I'm trying to kind of feed my my podcast and YouTube content when I'm out of town. So we're going to switch gears to the Q&A about boss fights. The, the, the next question is about a boss fight. So we're going to try and transition so some of those questions are more thematically in line. There'll probably be more questions about Recluse and what I'd mask in the next Q&A. If you're listening on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now at saynotorage.com. As always, please like, share, and subscribe.